the word all week, just kind of off and on. And I was thinking about something, and I had I had a couple of conversations that helped me think this through. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Because I got a big mouth, or you hear me because this thing is on? <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, why don't you? <laughs> you guys in that kind of mood, you spiking the eggnog, all right. Uh, um, and so the thought came is, is where did self-consciousness come from when someone's self-conscious? Now, um, I'm not a shallow person. I, I'm really not. I'm not one that's caught up in weight and hair. I'm just not. I know, I know a lot of people are, but I'm really, I'm not a shallow person at all because I think I always consider my own flaws, you know what I mean? And, and, and so, but I know that self-consciousness is, is out there and a lot of Christians struggle with it. Everybody say amen. And so if we look at it, um, you know, so what is it? It's like always worried about, you know, how do I look? How do people look at me? You know, am I going to fit in? I mean, those kind of things. And so I started to look at it from a biblical standpoint and then add into it my, my own life and then the life I see in other people that I care about. And, I, and, I, and the Lord said, well, well you, you got to go back to the beginning. At the beginning is where self-consciousness for people came in. Because God didn't create us that way, people. Now, now don't get me wrong. There, 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 there's, you should strive to be the best you, you can be. Amen. I look at it like this. If you were a car and you have, all have vehicles, you, you try to take care of it, right? You get oil changes and you do all the things that you need to do. But a lot of times when it comes to our bodies, we kind of don't care or we get too lazy. Everybody say amen. Because these things depreciate too, just like your car do. Amen. So right now I'm running probably about on about 150,000 miles, you know. And, and, and so the body begins to break down. The body begins to change. So, so here you're not going to put water in your gas tank. You're going to try to put fuel in your. So my thing is, why do we put stuff in our own bodies? Everybody say amen. That aren't good all the time. Now, now, mind you, I'm not talking about the strict. I'm, I'm, none, nobody in here is preparing for a fitness competition. Because if you are, you're going to lose. Don't even go out there, right? And my thing is, nobody in here is, 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 is about to be Mr. America or Mrs. America. It's just not going to happen. So my thing is, I'm not talking about being obsessed with it because that's not healthy either. Amen. But I am talking about what causes us to be self-conscious. It's, it's, it's a spiritual thing. All right. So in order to prove it, I got to go back to the beginning. I always try to go back to the beginning to figure these things out. So Auntie, Auntie's finally back. Hey. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. I was about to go get her. Like, what are you doing? Get back on your post. <laughs> uh, um, everybody used to be hollering Auntie. Auntie, Chris, and, you know. Genesis 2.21 says what? So the Lord God caused the man to fall asleep. Go. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. So while, you guys know the story, but while he was sleeping deeply, he, he, God took something away from him, took something out of him, which is amazing because God really could have just created Eve. He didn't really need to take nothing out of Adam to do it because he created Adam from nothing. Everybody say man. He could have made Eve that way, too, but he didn't purposely go. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, 
This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. So when he made the woman, the woman came back and when Adam saw the woman, he went, that's what I have missing. He woke up feeling like something was missing. He went to sleep thinking uh, um, I'm by myself. Right. Because he was he was looking all around and we had uh, uh, mama turkey and, and male turkey and we had. The, the mother lion and the male lion, but he was like, I don't fit on none of these. I, ain't got, I don't have one. So God says, oh, I messed up. I made you all by yourself. I made you like me. I made you with no need of anybody. God, I made you all alone, all one. I made you like I made me. I shouldn't have made you like that. I don't need anybody. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. But I made you differently. That I, I, I shouldn't have made you that way, so I'm going to correct it, but I'm going to take something out of you. Put it into this other being that I'm going to make. So when you see it, you will realize that's what's missing. Yes. Remember we talked about Mona Lisa. Okay, okay. If you didn't get that one, that one uh, went all over the country, I heard. And, and, and so what God did is, is he presented the woman back and Adam says, oh, that's what I felt something missing when I woke up. That, that's what's missing right there. All right. Come on. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Right. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, okay. and they become one flesh. And that's why they come together as one person and says they leave their mother and father. They, they stop so much being a, a daughter or a son, and they begin to be a wife and a husband. They become one thing. They become the, So you ever seen a couple that's old and they've been together a long time? They even start looking alike. We were at the, we were at the uh, uh, Chili's one day, me and Julian, and I, I was trying not to stare at this couple, and they came in, and they were, they were old, really old, and, and, and they were cute. They were still holding hands, and trying. I think they were trying to keep balance. I don't know. And then they got in there, and I'm looking at them, I'm like, man, they look like brother and sister. They don't like no husband and wife. They've been together that long, and they start to look like. Same glasses, same nose. They even had the same haircut. And I'm thinking, man, that's, talk, that's what they're talking about. They actually become one person. Everybody say amen. Marriage is like that or less. Individuality and, and, and selfishness, is, well, that's a whole other message for another time. But I'm saying, he says, leave them and now you become one flesh. Okay, everybody see that? Yeah. Auntie, where are we going? Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Now they were both naked and they didn't care. Both of them naked. Now, mind you, I'm sure Eve was very hot. And I'm sure Adam was in great shape. Amen, somebody. Because God made them. He's the first humans. I'm sure they looked like Greek gods, right? And, 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 and so my thing is, it's like I'm pretty sure that they were, didn't care how each other looked. They were both naked and ne neither one of them cared. Now, um, how many of you willing to stand in front of somebody right now naked and think they don't care? It's probably only a few of you, and you're kind of lying. I've seen a couple of hands. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Maybe you do, you know what I mean? But, but I'm going to show you where insecurity came from. Well, being self-conscious, where did it come from? Okay, go to Genesis chapter 3. Go. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, yeah. and also desirable for gaining wisdom, yeah. she took some and ate it. 
right, so the woman saw the tree, saw that it looks good. It, it, it fulfilled something, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And so she took it and she ate it. And I always used to think that Adam wasn't there. Reason why he didn't stop it because he wasn't present. But Adam was standing right there while this was happening. That's why God got mad at Adam. Because Adam wasn't across the garden or busy doing something. He was right there watching the whole exchange between her and the serpent. Everybody say amen. amen. And then she got the fruit and she gave it to Adam and Adam ate it. And so God says, I didn't give her the commandment, but I gave you the commandment. I told you to tell her. And he must have because she was able to tell the serpent what God said. Everybody say amen. amen. So, Adam, you were standing right there when all this was going on. But anyway, so she saw the fruit, gave it to Adam. Both of them ate it. Go. Then the eyes of both of them were open, yeah. and they realized they were naked. Now, now, and I go in there, eyes were open, and now they went, you are naked. I'm naked. What, they didn't care in Genesis 2, but now they care. All of a sudden, they're, they're, and, and they didn't get ugly. They looked the same. Hey, hallelujah, somebody. But a couple of things happened. One, the glory of God went away. I think the glory of God was covering them the whole time. And so the glory left. It's kind of like the light went out. And then, or the light came on. And they went, oh, you're naked. What they're saying here is because the trust and the confidence that we've had in God is now severed. And now the trust and confidence we have in each other is now severed. So now I'm self-conscious. Hallelujah, somebody. All of a sudden, because they ate the fruit, everything changed. Lights went off or on. I don't know which one. And then they went, oh, my God, I'm naked. All of a sudden, it says that they didn't care that they were naked in two, but now they care. Uh, So what happened? Self-consciousness came immediately, which means it's not of God. And when someone's overly self-conscious, you're being tormented. It could be by your uh, just 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 the world. Amen. Because think about it, man. Now. The world and oh God, God, you know, you look, I know you guys look at the videos, the Instagrams, the TikToks, all these things. And these people get on there and they look at, and I'm like, that stuff's so doctored up, man. You know what I mean? And I love the, the, the pictures of when the, uh, the woman, she stands there when she first wake up and she looks like, oh man. And then after the makeup transformation, you go, that's the same chick. It, see, uh, and, then it, and then it's now it's this love your body movement, meaning, you know, hey, what it is is a bunch of depressed people who go trying to convince themselves that I'm okay. I'm okay. I know my stomach is big. I know my butt is pretty thick. I know my boobs are down to my waist. I know these things, but it's okay. And I go, it is okay. Somebody going to like it. Amen, somebody. And if they don't, then they miss out on the gym. That's all. Let me tell you what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about this. Most men who are self-conscious, they become controlling to control the women that they're with. with with. Everybody say amen to that. Come on, I'm giving you secrets of predators. And so what they do is they pick on your self-conscious areas so to make you think nobody else will want you. 
And so they do that to control you because they're self-conscious. So they try to make you feel less than. So thinking now, okay, if you're less than, then somebody else is no challenge because really I'm self-conscious. Really, I got the problem. Hallelujah, somebody. So I want to control you by making you self-conscious or how you look. So I say things. It's amazing how you see people in relationship and then, and then and the man is like, well, you know, she's picked up a little bit. She had your baby, dude. You messed her up, ain't it, man? Not only that, look at you. Look at you. You're not no Prince Charming yourself. You wear a hat every day. Your beard hasn't been trimmed and I don't know when, you know. And so if you think about it, it's like their eyes popped open and they both realized that they were naked. So auntie, they sewed fig leaves together and covered themselves up. Yes. They now have become self-conscious. They, they now feel that they're not, they're not perfect. They're not at their best. They, oh, because the glory of God is now left and they've broken the covenant with God. So they feel the shame of that. Yep. But also, also, because they broke the covenant, now the trust in each other is damaged. Mm. Now they go, your eyes are open too. And, and so now you see my flaws and my imperfections. I don't trust that you will love me unconditionally anymore. Wow. My eyes are open now. It's quiet. How many of you... Yeah, man, I ain't gonna lie, I lost 20 pounds and I hide my weight really well, you know. But, and I could think as about being a, a, as a kid, I was I a was chubby kid and I had to, I had to well, I'm back blind again, but back then I had a, a, a stigmatism in my eye so I had to wear glasses and I, and I can remember I was so down on myself. And so I remember though I had two ladies in my life, my grandmothers, both my grandmothers, thought I was the greatest thing on the planet. And they would always tell me that. And I would look in the mirror and go, I don't see that. And then my grandmothers would say, yes, you're that. You are this. You are that. You are this. You're not that. You're this. You're this. And they both fed me the truth. And, I, and here's the thing. I believed it, though. And I, everything changed. My mentality changed. I no longer, started, I no longer hated myself. Hallelujah. So when, when you look in the mirror, and people look in the mirror, and some of this just might be your kids, especially your daughters. Keep an eye on your daughters. Because they're under a lot of pressure out there. Yes. And when they get around 14, 15, be careful, they're getting ready to go crazy. <laughs> Amen, everybody. Amen. Feeling the pressure of the world, feeling the pressures of society and, and, and looking at other things, especially now because online, seeing, uh, oh, I guess I'm supposed to look like that. And I don't, so what happened? I get depressed and then no, no boys like me and uh, they don't like you because you're always sad. They don't like you because you don't, you don't feel like you're enough. So, so my mindset changed and then everything else changed, but my mindset changed First, the insecurities begin to drop off. Everybody knows him. My poor son, he's not here. I could talk about him behind his back. He's a big dude. But you know what? We've embraced it. Hey, you're the big boy. It's always the size of the dog, dude. 
And nobody your age wants to get in your face. That joke is strong as I am. So it's like we'll embrace it and we'll do the things to try to help you get better. Me and Jim, we go to the gym twice a, a week. He works out really hard, man. He, he's just a big guy. That's okay, but just be in shape, be healthy. And let me tell you something. It's all up here. It's all up here. If you don't feel it up here, nobody else will see it. Stop being, don't be self-conscious. I, I always used to get on him. Don't walk with your head down. Because he used to walk, he'd come out of school and he's got his head down. He's moving around everybody. And I remember he would get in the truck and I go, what are you doing? He's like, what? Don't walk around people like that. And keep your head up. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Those little things present self-conscious natures. Yes, yes. And self-consciousness is not of the Lord. It's not. Dependence on God is of the Lord. Everybody say amen. amen. Not, not being so overly consumed by it. That's, that's the Lord. But you got to remember who you are. Amen. Most people take just the angle of the God part of this. You know, because in the Lord, you're this and you're that. I'm trying to take the earthly part of this. Because God's very much concerned with that too. Yes, yes. So they knew they were naked. Why? Because... They, they were shamed because they broke the covenant with God, but also they lost trust in each other. Yes. You don't love me the same way anymore. I got to cover myself. I don't want you to see all this. They didn't care before. So they sold fig leaves. Yes. They looked around and they grabbed something and they put some fig leaves on each other. Auntie, read me the next one. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden yeah. in the cool of the day. Yeah. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Uh -huh. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? And what did he say? He answered, I heard you in the garden. Yeah. And I was afraid. Because so I was what naked. happened? He says, I heard you in the garden. So here's the first couple of things that happened when the fall happened. I was afraid. Yes. And I have become self-conscious. Conscious of self. I have become selfish because now I'm so conscious about how I look. Amen, somebody. Yes. That I don't really care what you say, God. Wow. I'm so, see, to be self overly self-conscious, everybody needs to be a little self-conscious. It keeps you from walking out the house looking crazy. Go to Walmart at 10 o'clock and see what you say. <laughs> Everybody needs to be a little self-conscious because you want to present yourself a certain way. Why? Because the glory of God is on you. You represent God. You don't want to be walking out with some pajama pants on, ripped up, a bun hanging that way, face <laughs> jacked up, one blue crock on and a house shoe on the other foot. You got to be a little self-conscious. Everybody say amen. But to be overly self-conscious like they were right here, they're saying, God, I'm, I'm, now it's become all about me. It ain't about you no more. Amen. So first thing that happens, is people got afraid, and they got afraid of what? Being seen. Mm -hmm. Now I'm self-conscious. Oh, no. Oh, 90 degrees out, you see women with long sleeve shirts because they don't want you to 120 degrees out, and women got on capris. Talking about it's because it's, it's hot. My ankles are cool. <laughs> you better throw some 
shorts on and tell the world, get off me. Amen, somebody. It's like, man, all of a sudden things begin to change. And, then, and I'm going to tell you guys, some of you, your husband be looking at you like, what is that? He don't care. If you got a real husband, he don't care. Thank you, Lord. Don't come walking in there with a shaved head. He might be mad at that. But I'm just saying, man, if you have a real secure husband, he's not going to care. Hallelujah. 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 And my thing is, it's like, so tell the world to go fly. 100 degrees. But I got my capris on. My ankles are nice and cool. I hate capris. Hate they made them. And most, most pastors would be up here going, oh, well, you know, you got to dress moderately. Yeah, you don't want to put no booty shorts on. But it's 90 degrees. You got a long sleeve shirt and some capris, and your ankles are so cool. So fear came, and then they hit themselves because of the insecurities came. And then here's God. What did God say? And he said, who told you that you were naked? Who said that? I don't see any flaws. What are you guys talking about? You must have ate at a tree. God is asking him a question that he already knew the answer to. Right, right. He goes, man, you guys are, so. what do you got on? You got on fig leaves? And then who told you you were naked? Why does it all of a sudden matter? It didn't matter when the glory was on you. It didn't matter when you trusted each other. Hallelujah. Auntie, go to the next verse. It's 11. Drop 21. down. 21, go. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Now, this is very important. God looked at the, what they made and goes, that's inadequate. You guys have sinned, but God in his grace and his mercy and his love, he goes, I have to cover your sin better than that, but it's going to require blood. I'm going to have to kill an animal, get the skin, and make you clothes. It was the first atonement for sin. So here's, God says, I'm not accepting you guys' atonement. I'm not accepting you trying to cover this with your own power. So you guys have eaten from this tree. You've fallen. Now you guys are afraid and you're self-conscious now. And this is your feeble attempt to cover your sin. Here's God going, I'm going to have to cover your sin. So it's going to require blood, so I'm going to have to kill animals and now make you clothing. That sound familiar? Mm -hmm. That's where it began that animals now need to die for the blood to cover us in the Old Testament. So God says, your attempt to cover your sin is not enough. So God began to make them cloaks and he made them clothing. So some would say, was God helping out their sin? No, he was covering their sin. Yeah. They had already blew it. So he goes, now I got to kill some animals because these fig leaves look stupid. And they're inadequate. You, you won't be able to cover this thing up. I'm going to have to cover it up. So he made them clothing. So we walk around with clothing now. But you know what it really is? It goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. It's all of us covering our, our inadequacies. It's all of us covering 
ourselves, making ourselves feel better by not exposing ourselves to the world. So my thought would be, God, you never meant us to wear clothes? Apparently not. I'm like, you better have us in a warm place. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. But my thing is, so, so clothing came as man's attempt to cover their sin. So now, if we look at it, in the world now, we function with clothing on, and thank God. But you know why this thank God? Because everybody's insecure. Yeah. And everybody's sinful. Yeah. It won't work without it. Amen. It's, 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 everybody's, it's everybody's saying that I now am functioning down here and I cover up the shame. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, Hallelujah somebody. But it also says, hey, I am self-conscious, though, so I don't wear certain things. And that's why they have big mirrors on try-on rooms, because you go in to try something on, and then you go, oh, heck no. <laughs> it's hard for women to buy jeans. I know it is. A dude would just be like, hey, give me some 33s. Women would go, oh, no, I got to try them things on. You kidding me? Why? Because I ain't going to have my butt looking <laughs> take you take women forever to buy jeans women go try on undergarments that nobody's gonna see men just go get a pack of hangs <laughs> i'm good give me the hang uh, uh x temps i'm good women go oh no i gotta go try this on nobody's gonna see it <laughs> hallelujah somebody hallelujah the cosmetic industry is millions and billions of dollars. Amen. And then the, don't get me started on the eyelashes. <laughs> Man, why don't you blink and cool us all off? <laughs> what your eyelashes are here? Oh, we was at Osaka. I'm like, if somebody got on some big eyelashes when they hit that flame, them eyelashes are going to be gone, man. I'm like, hey, do your thing. I'm not trying to judge you, but some of them are way too much. They, if your eyelashes rub up against your glasses... We're too long. <laughs> We're too self-conscious on how we look. Be the best you you can be. Amen. 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 Try your best to be the best you who you can be, but do that for you. Amen. Do it for you. The reason why I work hard is because not because I'm trying to be cute. I'm already that. But it's, it's because <laughs> it's because I have a 12-year-old son. I can't leave. Amen. So I'm like, punk, it's your fault. I can't eat that cake now. <laughs> it's your fault that I had to take fried chicken and pizza off of my menus. It's your fault. Because I have to stay here longer than I planned on. Because I'm going to leave you too early, but I can't leave you that early. But I remember back when I was really conscious, and it's like, man, it was all about how, you know, the right, and it still is to a point, but I do it for me. I ain't doing it for approval no more. And it's about, hey, what, what clothes, what suit do I have? What jewelry do I wear? What watch do I have? How, how all these, and I look back and I go, that's my mom's fault. <laughs> because my mom would always say, look at your hair. Well, I know this part over here and this part over here. You can't walk around like that. 
And so my mind began to badger me. So if my mind would check the back of our neck to see if we got hair back there. Oh, you got to do something with that hair. You're making me self-conscious. <laughs> and she's like, no, I just want you to present yourself the best you can be. Amen. All the time. Let me tell you why. Can I be honest? Mm -hmm. You're a black man in America. You're not going to represent, when you sometimes, you represent all other black men in America. So you're going to go out looking crazy? Amen. I see some guys, that, oh, turn on sports today. And when them jokers take them helmets off, or the basketball players don't even wear helmets. And you be like, man, when your grandson see the video of that hair, <laughs> you're going to have to explain that. And you know what you're going to say? Oh, that was the style then. I was, I, I was just. You look stupid. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know how you, you see wedding pictures? Don't do, the tuck, don't do a trendy tux. Don't do ruffles, ruffles on the sleeve, and don't do peach or light blue. <laughs> see, because see, those pictures are locked in eternity. <laughs> I'm like, just do a natural tux. Everybody say amen. It's, it's good in any, any era. But if you go trendy, oh, see, you're stuck now. You look like the Joker. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, man, so you need to be somewhat conscious yes. of what you're doing. Yeah. Care. Some, some wives do need to care more. Amen, amen, amen. Because here's the thing. If he's coming home to steak, he don't want no hamburger. But if he's coming home every day to, wow, you look cute in your fluffy house shoes and your See, you didn't even wash your face today. <laughs> didn't you have that shirt on yesterday? <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, do you love me? Well, mostly. <laughs> and then dudes, it's like, man, how many times did she grab that knob and the knob came off in her hand? I keep telling him to fix this. And now how many times she come outside and the garbage is all over the place? How many times she told you, hey, it ain't healthy. You need to stop eating like that. Your belly's getting bigger. And then you come home like, you feeling sexy tonight? Nope. <laughs> come on, this is preaching. I'm trying to help you guys. Amen, somebody. No, I'm not feeling sexy at all. Doorknob came off on my hand. Amen. Your big swelly, sweaty belly coming at me. <laughs> Told you to take the garbage. Every day I got to tell you to take the garbage out. No, I'm not sexy. See, it's mental. Amen. Amen. It's mental. It's mental. How do we feel about ourselves? Well, let me tell you something. You're stuck with you. So you better learn how to love you. And if it's something you don't like, change it for you. Amen. But until it changes, are you going to be so self-conscious, so worried with everybody else? Think? Go, ahead and, go ahead and tie up fig leaves and go ahead and try to live that way. I see where we're going. We're going to 1 Timothy 4 and 8. Come on, I got 14 minutes. Come on. For physical training is of some value. Physical training has value, people. Do something. Amen, somebody. Amen. Walk. Do something. Physical training does do you good. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. It's like, man, you can't be worried saying how you hate this and hate that, but you ain't doing nothing about it. And let me tell you something. Dieting alone might not do it. You might have to do something. 
And then two, as you get older, you got to keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Take a walk. Walk up the steps. Park a little further from the door. Walk something. Go to the mall and just walk it. Do something. Amen. You can't be chilling on the couch all day. Amen. And then complaining how you look. Like God's going to come down and say, be 10 pounds lighter. Be skinny. <laughs> Let your butt lift. He can do it. Amen, somebody. These bodies depreciate. They affect, they, they to, they're totally affected by what goes on down here. Amen. And then we got to watch. If you pick up a label and it's got a whole lot of ingredients in it, put it back. Amen. Don't eat it. Read some labels. Amen. Don't you, oh, that looks good. I'm going to put this in there. Man, my, Courtney, when I'm at the grocery store. They, her and Julian, they, Dad, why are you always reading stuff? Because I can't eat this. Look at all this stuff. And I can't even pronounce 90% of it. What is reboflavin? <laughs> some stuff you don't even know what it is, and you're putting it in your body. Amen. That's true. I'm losing some money. And we're wondering why everybody got cancer. Yeah. So it's like, read the labels. If it don't have a lot of ingredients, it's probably healthier. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man, I love corn chips, man, and with the salsa and all that. And, but, it, you know, it says corn chips and oil. Okay, that's cool. But everything's in moderation. Everybody say amen. Mm -hmm. And it's not uh, 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 depriving yourself. It's just like everything in God. It's moderation. Physical training is good. I work out at least four times a week, maybe five. Why? Man, my son. My grandkids. I do it. It ain't just for me. It's not so, oh, I don't want to look nice. No, I got to stay here. Amen. And my body is going to break down. It's breaking down as we speak. So I got to try to do my part. Do something. Physical training has value. Auntie Bud, go. But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the But life it to can't come. be an obsession. Because what's the whole real value? God. It has, it, got, it has value. Working out has value. Doing something physical definitely has value. Do something. But devotion to God helps you in every way. It brings you blessings in this life and the life to come. Yes. It's no, it's no obsession. Because some people are totally obsessed with how they look. Amen. Both ways. They're so insecure that they overly care about how they look because they're so insecure. Or some of them have become so vain that it only matters how they look. Mm -hmm. Both of them are wrong. Amen. So when someone says, oh, I'm not vain like that. I'm, I know, but you're so insecure that you do care too much. Amen. That's wrong, too. So you, you don't pick on people who are very ripped up and very in shape because, yeah, it takes a whole lot to do that. It, most people, they stop their whole worlds to look uh, some way, and, uh, to look how they want to look physically, of how they eat. You ever seen people who walk around with food? I worked out with guys who, every oh, I got to eat this chicken breast real quick. You just had a chicken breast an hour ago. Oh, I got to eat chicken breast every hour. That's stupid. <laughs> 
And it ain't even nothing on it. It's just a dried up chicken breast. I got to get the protein. That's stupid. <laughs> see, you're so overly, see, it's not just the people who are, who I'm so insecure, so I care about. The pe some people take it to the limit, man. And it's like, man, that's all you care about. That's wrong also. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank it's, you, Lord. it's moderation. It's, it's a balance in both. It's you caring about how you look and you trying to make sure you look your best. But it's also trusting that what God is in you. Because that's your real validation anyway. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank it's you. not going outside looking crazy with your hair standing all over the place. It'd be, why? Because no, where I'm so worried about what the world thinks, not necessarily. I represent God. And unfortunately, they walk by what they see. All they see is me. And I'm salt and I'm light. Amen. So I can't be walking around looking crazy. The Bible talks about women dressing in moderation. Amen, somebody. Amen. No, walking around with your stuff hanging all out, talking about I'm confident. Are you? Okay, you're trying to present your best assets. Okay. <laughs> Real dude is going to be like, yeah, but, you know, you know your brain is kind of out there. And, and I'm telling you, that's for all to see. I don't want that. Everybody say amen to that. Yeah. I know you don't think this Bible, do you? Okay, okay, I'm trying to help you. Go to the next one, Auntie. First, First Peter three. three. Come on. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, yep. such as elaborate hairstyles and mm -hmm. the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Now that's cool, and he's Peter's right. But Solomon was dressed real nice. Mm -hmm. So he's not. Peter's not saying don't do these things. Jesus says, "Man, look at these lilies of the field." Solomon. In all his glory, with all his money, had the greatest clothes and stuff you can have, the greatest jewelry you can make, and he didn't look better in these fields. Amen. God doesn't have a problem with us looking nice. He really doesn't. Amen. In fact, I think sometimes he goes, you look really nice. Amen. But Peter is saying, it's not fancy hair, gold jewelry, fine clothing that should make you beautiful. Amen. Verse 4 says, no, your beauty should come from the inside of you. Yes. The beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, the beauty, that beauty will never disappear and is worth very much to God. Yes. What makes you really beautiful? Is it your makeup? Is it your hair? Is it, it helps. It helps. But who you are, who are you? Right, right, right. Who are you? It's kind of like, what do you bring to the table? Uh -huh. If all you bring to the table is looks, that's going to fade. Amen. You're going to run into trouble. Amen, somebody. Amen. It's, like, it's like an athlete who gets a really nice looking woman, and then you hear her talking, you'd be like, oh, she's kind of stupid. <laughs> so what's going to happen when she gets a little older, dude? You're going to throw her away. I love someone. Hallelujah. It's like who? It's like to be self-conscious, so conscious about how you look. It, it, on something that's going to fade, no matter what, it's going to fade. Yeah. And then what's going to happen then? Well, because we're self-conscious, people spend millions of dollars on plastic surgeries and all these things. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they no longer look the way they looked 20 years ago. Why? Because nobody looks like they looked 20 years ago. And then what happens? Well, now I'm self-conscious, so now I'm going to Botox the heck out of this. 
and now my face don't even move when I smile. <laughs> and my eyebrows are way up here. What are you excited about? Nothing. I'm actually kind of sad today. <laughs> Your eyebrows don't look sad. You look... <laughs> Is something scaring you? No, I'm fine. They laugh like this. <laughs> face not even moving. Guys, too, it's like, man, okay, I got, I got to get hems for my hair. I got a little thin spot right here. And I'm saying, I'm not saying that's necessarily bad. Do whatever you think you need to do. But I'm saying, don't let it haunt you. Amen. Don't let it haunt you. Who are you? Where's your validation? Where's who you are in God? Right, right. Your inner self is what matters. Who you are is what matters. Who you are totally affects your outward give that you give everybody else. Your outward presentation to the world is based on who you think you are. Amen. And what you think you're not. Amen. Hallelujah so much. Hallelujah. So when we see what we, man, um, you know, I used, to, I used to be able to bench, I, the, I bench pressed 315 pounds one time. A couple of, about four reps, 315, easy. I used to throw two and 225 pounds up 10, 15 times without no problem. Now I'm not even getting under that. <laughs> Those days are over. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. I ain't no pride in me. You, you see guys at the gym, they're ah, oh, oh. I'm like sitting there like, I ain't lifting that. What am I trying to prove? I'm not trying to prove anything. Right. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's like, man, I'm just trying to be the best me I can be presently. Amen. What I was is gone forever. <laughs> what you were is gone forever. You know how you take pictures? That's why you guys take 17 pictures so you can get one good one. <laughs> uh -uh, look at that profile. Nope, we're not using that one. I, I'm, that's not wrong. I do it too. Like, you better erase that. <laughs> See, it's okay to be somewhat self-conscious. Amen. It's a new human thing. We're not going to get around it. It happened during the fall. But to allow, to allow it to haunt you and allow, to allow someone to use it against you, yeah. that's where it becomes sinful. Amen. So what's our, what, rather it should be our inner self. That's what matters, who you are on the inside. Because the beauty on the outside is going to fade, but your inner beauty won't. Amen. Who are you? Right, Auntie, what's next? Two minutes. Uh, Isaiah 61 and 10. Go. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah said, man, let me tell you something, people. The Lord makes me very happy. I'm completely happy with my God. Everybody see that? He dressed me in the clothes of salvation. He put the victory coat on me. I look like a man dressed for his wedding. Yes. Like a bride covered with jewels. Yes. Isaiah said, I delight greatly in the Lord, auntie. My, yes. my soul is happy with him because he clothes me. Yes, he did. Yes. With these garments. See, he went all the way back to Adam and Eve and he goes, my 
chance to clothe myself and present myself was not good enough. God didn't like the fig tree look. He was like, that don't look right. I didn't make leaves to do that. Amen, somebody. Amen. He says, I'm going to have to cover you. So, that, so Isaiah goes, man, he's now made this righteous clothing. He has put my clothes on me. Yes. I, I'm like a husband that's laid to the team. My tuxedo is, is really nice. Yes. And, or, or I'm like a wife that's ready for my wedding. And man, oh boy, I ain't never seen an ugly wife on a wedding. I've never seen an ugly bride in my life. The woman might not be that attractive, but on her wedding day, uh, when they come down the aisle, you'd be like, whoa. Now, they didn't tell you about the pit crew in the back working on them, <laughs> but uh, whoa. They ain't tell you they've been working on that since 8 o'clock in the morning, and now it's 2. <laughs> but whoa. What? Presenting myself the best I can be? Yes, yes, yes. Realizing you ain't getting this tomorrow, Buster. <laughs> you're going to get the scrungy uh, 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 ponytail. That's what you're going to get. And you're going to like it. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> so what he's saying is now I, I, I'm, I'm clothed by God. I'm, what is my real... Security, instead of my insecurity. Well, it, it's, it's what God thinks about me, what I think about him, who he's convinced me that I am. Because I, like the rest of the world, I was nothing without him. And, and, and I hid myself, I hid myself from him. And, but now, because he's clothed me, now I can present myself and go, this is the best me I am, everybody. Yeah. Why? Because on the inside of me, I know that God resonates. And he's validated me. I don't need the world's validation. So why do you look, why do you try to do this thing? Because there's other reasons. Because I want to present my best me, but it's also, man, my people need me. You, what if I went down, guys? What are you going to do? What, what, what I'm going to do, broadcast from the hospital? So here's the thing. That can happen in the most healthiest people. But at least if I do my part, then God can add his grace and his mercy and I should be okay. Yeah. That's how at 60 years old, I still feel like I can throw down. Why? Because, Lord, your grace and your mercy and your blessings are upon me, yes. but I try to do my part also. Yes, yes. I'm not buying no more clothes. These clothes are going to have to fit. <laughs> I'm not going to go buy no bigger size. So I, there's one thing I told Big Boy. I'm like, dude, we ain't going no bigger, and we haven't. Julius lost 10 pounds. Amen. We're not going no bigger, hoss. We already wear the same underwear. In fact, it's bigger. My poor son. But he's the big dog. We've embraced it. Sometimes you need to embrace your flaws. Hallelujah. Somebody going to like your cellulite. Don't worry about it. Somebody likes your double chin. Don't worry about it. Don't care if the world don't like it. Amen, somebody. Somebody like your gut. Somebody, there's a nice gut. Somebody like my gut. I'm being serious. That's true. That's being serious. True. I know I got a little acne. I'll put some stuff on it. But until then, somebody loves me. 
And if you don't have somebody, you know the Lord does. Because God is like, hey, I love you. What are you talking about? I got you here. Use your parents to do it. Be mad at them if you're funny looking. <laughs> that's what I would say if I was a guy. You know what I'm not saying? I don't, I don't think God says that, but that's what I would say. Why are you mad at me? Look at your parents. They should have never hooked up. <laughs> But I wanted you here. That's <laughs> oh, so wrong. Back the tape up, back the tape up. So what am I saying? I'm saying some people are so self-conscious. And I'm going, why? Well, I'll take you all the way back to Adam and Eve to tell you where it came from. The glory of God was lost in their lives, and the trust in other people was lost, and it, pre it presented self-consciousness. Now, everybody has a piece of that in them. And you go, oh, no, I'm not that way. Then you're still self-conscious. What, what does it mean? Self-consciousness means it's all about you. So if you go outside looking nuts, know what you're being? You're being self-conscious. No, I don't care what people think. You really don't care what people think. So you, that's how that's what I'm saying. You're so self-conscious that you look crazy. And you don't care. And then other people just hide themselves constantly. And they look in the mirror and they get upset every day. And they step back and they go, oh, look at this. And I'm going, man, what is wrong with you? Stop it. And I'm saying, watch your daughters. Watch it. It's not so much in little boys, but watch your daughters, man. Watch your daughters. They get really self-conscious in their teenage years, and all of a sudden, you see the prettiest little girls going, I'm just so ugly. What is wrong? What are you looking at? I feel like, God, who told you that? The world's telling you that. Hallelujah, somebody. So, to close, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me. With this garment, the salvation, that, and it's a robe of righteousness. And so now I am, I am, I'm looking pretty good. And, and, and I look like a bride and a groom on a wedding day. And it's no better time. No, no better picture in your life in the marriage is on your wedding day, hopefully, unless you got on a stupid tux. And then what's your next best picture? Where would you have that really nice dinner to go to? Or you, and you get all dressed up and you guys take a picture. And, oh, yeah, it looks so nice. What are you doing? I'm, being, I'm presenting the best me I can be. But it's just me. It's still going to be me. And I'm not worried about comparing myself to nobody else. Then you begin to take away that demonic Thought of being self-conscious. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on up. Hallelujah. You look good to me.